Did you follow the GameStop controversy that happened this week? Did you understand what a short sell was? Welcome back to Easier with a Friend podcast. We're two zennial women who like to give our perspective about anything and everything. We're your hosts, Chi and Elaine. And today we wanted to discuss the recent GameStop news. Yeah, it's been a hot, hot topic recently, but we realized that very few women's voices have been represented in the discussion. So we wanted to learn more about it and dissect a little how we feel about this topic. So I think first and foremost, the easiest way to get into it is just a real basic, basic explanation of what happened. Neither Chi nor I are financial gurus or finance majors or anything of the sort. So we took our time, did some research just because we were curious. You see this GameStop, GameStop, GameStop constantly coming across your newsfeed and, and you're just like, well, what's happening with it? What's going on? Just as a quick background, I am completely brand new to investing and stocks. So I feel like if I can get an understanding of this, you can too. Yep. So fairly recently got into doing more stock trading. And so I've joined a group that discusses stocks and things like that. So of course, you know, I've seen, I saw my group talking about it all day and I was like, what is happening? In just real easy terms for the sake of this discussion, just so you have some background about what happened, GameStop, which you probably know as the video game store that's located in the mall where your kids like to buy or sell their games or game systems, but their stock's been dropping over the years. And it, it was at about four or $5, I think, a share before this whole recent meteoric rise. And essentially what happened with the stock was that it was at 130%, roughly, give or take, short percentage. A short on a stock means that a trader, trader A, let's say, can buy a stock and let's say he buys 100 shares of GameStop and he decides to go to his brokerage and lend out his shares, which, yes, that is something you can do. You can lend out your shares for somebody else to sell it again. What basically happens is trader B comes in and in in GameStop's case, there was a, a lot of trader B, a lot of big hedge funds that were shorting the stock. So trader B comes in borrows these shares from trader A and he sells them at say $5 right now. He's betting it's going to drop to three. And when it drops to $3, he's going to buy the hundred shares back and give it back to trader A. What happened in the case of GameStop is that they actually, a lot of these shares got shorted twice. So that means trader C came in, bought those hundred shares at say $5 or whatever from trader B, not realizing they were already shorted shares because he's just buying and selling on the open market, right? And so he decides to go and short his shares. Trade, he's like, okay, I can lend my shares out. And trader D comes in and shorts those shares again. So he borrows the shares from trader C. So some of these short shares are double shorted. So what Elaine is essentially <laughs> saying is that the available game stocks out there for us to buy or sell, there were more stocks being borrowed than there were actual shares available out there on the markets. That means some of those shares were being lent out more than once. And so what happened is that there is a subreddit group, Wall Street Bets. They noticed that a bunch of head funds are shorting the stock and they got together and decided that they were going to buy the stock to raise the price of the stock. 
And as they were doing that, the price started to go up and the hedge fund starts to notice the price going up and they say, I better get out before I lose even more money. Because now in the example, Elaine said, he bought it at $5 and now he's seeing that it's $5.50 and he's going, oh my goodness, I thought it was going to go down, but now it's going up. I better get out before it gets even worse, before it goes up even more. So as these hedge funds, which they have a lot of buying power, as they start to try to get out by buying back the share that they had already just borrowed so that they can return it, as more and more of them piled in, and also the subreddit group, the common guy start piling in and everybody is just buying this, that's called a short squeeze. And that's what caused the price to skyrocket. It was three, four, five dollars and it went up to then that's what happened to GameStop for it to jump so much so quickly. But in the process, what essentially happened was, in the example, they bought it at $5 and now the price is $300. And so they lost a (laughs) lot of money in this bet. And then the second part of the controversy, which is actually the controversial part, right? Because the short squeeze isn't the controversial part. The short squeeze was just everyone being surprised that GameStop rose a thousand percent that day. The controversial part of this story is that one of the biggest free trading brokerages uh, in the United States, Robinhood, y'all have probably heard the name associated with the news about GameStop. They have a lot of users. And basically once the stock started shooting up, they stopped allowing trading of GameStop on their platform. What happens when Robinhood stops allowing trading of the stock is that the price plummets because now people cannot buy anymore. So this is where it gets interesting because is it David versus Goliath? So Chi, what are your thoughts on that? What I think is so interesting about this story is that the hedge fund guys, the guys who are, this is their full-time job. This is what they do. This is their, their expertise. They've kind of been able to control the market right? They've been, they've been able to help each other, whatever you want to call it. They've been the guys with all the power versus Mm -hmm. for the everyday guy. We've been just trying to make do. We don't, we don't feel like we have the ability, the money and the power to cause any change or make anything happen. We don't have any control. We just go along with the market and try to do our best. And so I think what's so interesting about this case is that with the help of social media and places like Reddit, the everyday guy are able to, for the first time, get together and very quickly form a plan and (laughs) implement that plan and actually cause something big to happen. And it is kind of a David and Goliath in that way, right? Because there's a shift of power. Not only are the hedge fund going, oh my gosh, that was crazy what happened with GameStop, And what I think makes them even more scared is, is this going to happen again? And so they're going to SEC and saying, should this be regulated or shouldn't there be some rule against this? That's the part of the story that got me kind of tickled a little bit because you always hear about the rich guys having all the power and us little guys not being able to do anything about that. But for the first time, because of social media, we are able to. That's actually a really good point, right? Because there's accusations that... Robinhood has a pretty significant interest in one of the big hedge funds that shorted this stock. Of course, the accusation is that Robinhood did this to control the market, to bring the price down so that their guys could 
lose less money. I wanted to mention that their official reasoning for why they didn't allow people to continue buying GameStop on their platform was that they claim that they couldn't come up with the money that is required by their clearinghouse to put up as collateral. I'm glad that you put that in because we do want to represent as much as possible a fair, you know, a, a fair general overview of that. So that that was very important. Ultimately, they did break that run of GameStop because today the stock is trading at about 60 bucks or so. I worry a lot about the families where they jumped on the train when it was $200. They thought it was going to a thousand bucks and they didn't sell it. And now it's back at $60. Now they're really screwed. So there's that. We wanted to give y'all a little bit of background about it. But what she and I thought was really interesting was that I personally, honestly, have not heard any women discussing this. And we really talked a little bit about why we thought that was. And I, me personally, I think it's because we as women are traditionally so underrepresented in fields like this. I think very often also when it comes to stock trading, and I think this is something that as women, we really should learn about and educate ourselves about because let's be honest, we all already know that if you hold the exact same job as a man, you're very likely making quite a bit less than him. And so things like investing, trading, being good with your finances can really help to make up that difference. I mean, Chi, what are your thoughts about this? Yeah. So for me personally, I am, like I said earlier, I'm extremely new to this whole investing thing. My parents never invested or anything like that. They feel like that's just gambling and <laughs> they just do not understand or even attempt it to understand what the market is. They would rather just stick their money in the mattress kind of people. My investment philosophy thus far, because I am so new, is that I don't really buy individual stocks. I tend to go with more like index fund that has combinations of some of the biggest companies in the US or internationally. So those are the kind of things that I buy. And so I basically sat back and watched, but it didn't affect me personally because I do not buy individual stock as an investment strategy for myself. So it's really interesting to see the different ways you can make money with the stock market. But again, maybe because I'm so new, but maybe also because I'm a woman and I'm a little bit more cautious when it comes to my family finances that I do not feel confident enough that I have enough time to do enough research into individual companies to know, hey, this one sounds pretty good and I should jump on that. I think it's definitely true, um, that cautious thing. My husband, Nick, and I have both started trading this year. So just to quantify that, like the man versus woman perspective, we jumped into investing and he immediately put like $5,000 in his account. And then he tried to convince me to let him put in another, I think it was like $7,000 in his account. And I said, absolutely not. Like if you prove to me that you're going to take this seriously and be good at it, then maybe. Right. But if you're going to just willy nilly be dumping money into this, then the answer is no. Now I put a thousand dollars into my account <laughs> and decided that was quite enough money for me to be quote gambling with, right? Because I'm with Chi. I, I was raised in a family where you buy and sell stock. That was basically gambling with your money. It was just 
high level legal gambling. For me, I'm a lot more careful. Like, okay, if I'm going to buy something, I need to be pretty reassured that it's got an upside, that it's going to go up versus Nick's out there like, this sounds good. I'll buy a little bit of it. And, and, and when it jumps up a little, I'll sell. And you know what? Lucky for him, he's been pretty successful, but I'm not 100% sure that's entirely attributed to skill or anything like that. <laughs> we did follow the GameStop controversy, mostly because we started trading you know, earlier than that. And so the groups that we've joined to kind of help us in our trading journey, of course, discussed it and talked about it and things like that. But it's interesting. I really wanted to discuss this GameStop topic because in the groups that I'm a member of, or I use Weeble for trading and in the comment section, you can read comments that people wrote. And I, of course, had to go run and check out Wall Street Bets and see what the heck that was about, right? But all the comments, and I understand it's kind of hard to tell male, female uh, based on a comment, but the, I guess the way they talk just seemed to be all guys or, or I would say 95% male dominated conversation. It just struck me as curious. Like, why is that? Is it a combination of caution that we as women would never invest in GameStop because let's, I want to be honest, I did not buy GameStop. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, and my brother did, my brother also got back into trading because he'd been following the GameStop controversy. So he was like, ah, well, I bought, I think like three or four shares kind of for fun. Let's see where it goes. Kind of thing. He, he felt like he was contributing to like sticking it to the man, I guess. And so He actually, I do think, made a little bit on GameStop. He said, you should buy a little GameStop. And I said, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) I said, I've seen this stock roller coaster before, and you just never know when the peak is and when it's coming all the way down. And so I did not do anything of the sort, which in retrospect, because this GameStop thing actually went for several days, right? Like it went from $5 up to say a hundred something, it dipped to 80, 90, it went up to 200, it dipped to 150. And actually a lot of traders made a lot of money just riding the wave, right? They would sell it when it went to a hundred, they would buy it back at $80 and then sell it at 200. So they made several rounds of money. And if I had been a less cautious investor, I probably could have made quite a lot of money while GameStop was doing the roller coaster and pulled out before it ever got to the danger point. And so I think that's just really interesting. I don't, I, I think there's a lot more that goes into why are women underrepresented in this sector? We'd probably have to dig all the way back to when we didn't, we're not chosen for STEM courses and we're not encouraged to be scientists and finance people and risk and, takers. And risk takers. Exactly. Um, But that's really what we wanted to put this episode out there for is to maybe encourage more of you, um, which I'm, (laughs) I apologize to our male listeners. This might not be an episode for you today, (laughs) but, (laughs) but yeah, like it's, I think it's important that we take our financial health by the reins more and be more joining the conversation and seeing where that could take us. Chi, anything to add to that? 
Yeah. So real quick, I just looked this up and globally of the portfolio managers or the hedge fund managers, Mm -hmm. only about 11% are women. So think about that. I mean, only 11% of us and hedge fund managers are known to be some of the richest people out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we're talking about a place at the table and you know, more equality, I think it's important that we also be represented in these very important sectors, because let's be honest, money runs things sometimes. So a lot of times, more often than not times. (laughs) And, and I want us to have uh, the power, have the place at the table. uh, And especially as we're looking to, I guess, our younger generations, right? And you're, you're the mom of two daughters. How do you feel about that? You know, that they're growing up in this world, like fighting for their place at the table. Is this something that maybe you think you'll teach them more of uh, as they get a little older? For sure. For sure. I think I think we want to increase women representation so that there are just as many opportunities for women as there are for men. Yep. So that if one of my daughters, one of my girls happen to have a great mind for finance and whatever that might be her interest that she wouldn't be looked at as somehow not as capable because of her gender. So I think that it starts with women speaking up and making sure that they have a voice and being included and and making sure that we are trying to understand what is going on in this field. So that way, when we speak up, we are able to give our um, opinion in a meaningful way, right? And so I think that's why conversations like this is so important is that we got to start somewhere. We got to start somewhere so that we can increase the representation for women and, and kind of sound the alarm and spread the knowledge. And and if not for us, then for future generations. I agree. And, and I, I couldn't wrap that up on a better note. I, that's definitely what we wanted to uh, project in today's episode is that we, we just think it's important to have the conversation started, right. To start understanding that. So Again, thank you, everyone. That brings us to the end of Easier with a Friend for today. We truly appreciate all of you for tuning in. So once again, remember to follow us on Instagram at Easier with a Friend. And by the way, we recently hit 100 Instagram followers. Thank you, Chi, for being our social media manager. (laughs) Uh, You can follow us on Facebook at Easier with a Friend as well, or email us at easierwithafriend at gmail.com.